And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and certified professional photographer and official photographer of the Phoenix Open, Everardo Kimi, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Good morning. Happening. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Is it too early? Gobble, gobble. Heck, no, it is not. Isn't everybody like off already? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Like this is the week where everyone has short timer syndrome. I know. Like what day is it? Right. Because either they're getting out on Wednesday, which is, by the way, isn't that Wednesday is like the biggest drinking day of the year? Um, you I think, may I think know it, that. I think it beats out Halloween. Really? Yeah. Because this is the day where everyone can like freely drink, right? Whereas like Halloween, it tends to be for like people who just go out and party or go to a party. Whereas Thanksgiving is kind of like, oh, crap, I have family coming into town. (laughs) (laughs) How about those turkey, like those turkey races or those? Oh, yeah, the turkey trots. Don't you want to be a little bit more sober for those or? Well, I've photographed a couple for the past couple of years that are like the morning of so that people can feel good about themselves. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to go do a 5K or or you see the real like kind of like. I'm going to say it half asses that just go out and do like the mile. Like, oh, I'm going to go out and do my run. Hey, that's more than nothing. <laughs> well, it is, but come on. I'm like, hey, just do that little bit extra just so you can feel better about yourself and gorging on three plates and taking three naps. So, do you have any traditions that you um, play to or habits? No, we, we were nothing? talking about that the other day. Like, I was at a networking event. We were all kind of sharing like what our favorite holiday thing is or for Thanksgiving. And my family adopts the strays. So when friends, family, whatever, don't have anywhere to go, they come to our place. So our Thanksgivings go anywhere from 30 to 50. I think at one point wow. we had 60 people at my parents' house one time. That's great. Um, so if you don't have anywhere to go, you go here. And then my... Uh, I just may want to come just yeah, to see that. Yeah, well, <laughs> <sounds> fun. <laughs> and then the other thing... back too. I've had friends ask and they say, well, what do you do special for Thanksgiving? Like, we are the Las Vegas buffet. We have everything. If you can't find something to eat at our house, wow. get out. Because we'll Get have out. everything. We'll have, because people always think they're like, oh. Mesh. Well, how about for the vegans? I have a couple of friends that are vegan. What's a vegan? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, now. There's I'm a, vegan. There's a part are of. Are you vegan? Yes. No way. Yes. Angela really? in the back is vegan. No, oh, no, not Angela. Veronica. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm still on brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be. I'm not like completely neurotic about it. But do you go to like the animal products too, like your shampoos, your cleaners and stuff like that? Or is Jackets. it just eating? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I try and be as vegan friendly as possible. Okay. But, you know, I mean, like I said, if, it, if or for some reason I'm at a restaurant and they forget to hold the, you know, the sprinkle of cheese on my salad, I'm not going to sit there and send throw a fit, yeah. and, you know, send it back. I'll just kind of pick around it. So you're still um, okay with like Christian Louboutins and... Jimmy Choo's and Jackie Chan's. Well, and all you that. Know, Jackie, Chan. Jackie Chan's. <laughs> Same thing, right? Jimmy Choo, so. Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. No, in fact, I, I just bought a pair of, um, uh, now they call it vegan leather. And I'm like, isn't that the same as pleather? Yeah. Yes, like, probably. Right? But it That's sounds better, friendly. right? Yes. It sounds better when it says vegan leather. Yeah. It's good marketing. Pants. 
So yeah, totally. I'm, I'm like, holding oh, out for the genius. gluten-free leather. The gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was vegan for two years, 10 oh, years ago. Wow. Oh, wow. When the fake cheese was disgusting. Mm. Oh, now you can actually tolerate it. Right, right. Yeah, it's gotten better. Yeah, back then it was. Wait, why? It was just terrible. It was so bad. I did the same. Yeah. I was vegan oh, for you about knew? two years. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so you know, it's like just avoid it altogether. Yeah. It's just sad, though, like at Thanksgiving, you had this beautiful, like roasted turkey. And then this sad, plain, white little volleyball sitting there next to it. Like, there's got to be something you can do better with the tofurkey. <laughs> the tofurkey. I, like, the I know, tofurkey. the volleyball. <laughs> I was like, what? What is, yeah. <laughs> what are you eating? It's just pale, white little thing. Uh, yeah. uh, Mushrooms yeah. are prettier, even. <laughs> yeah, you can get around it. I mean, we did uh, a couple of dishes for brunch last week, and one of my friends brought potato and it was phenomenal. It was vegan, you know? So you can get creative. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt it. I mean, there's I'm Jen. We've had Chef Jen on multiple times. Yeah. And she does miraculous things with mm-hmm. vegan dishes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The key um, is to stop trying to replace. Exactly. Meat. Like Just yes. eat clean. Yes. Eat things that taste good right. and look good. Plant-based. And nutritious. Yeah. Or yeah. it's always funny. Like, I guess what's the, the, the junk food vegan place in town is green, I guess, for a yeah. while. Actually, that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, because they always fake it. Great. Like, they introduce, like, the fake version of this. So, yeah, like, they, they, don't have chicken, they don't have chicken nuggets. They have the other one. Yeah, they, they had don't a steak have... sandwich that was, like, better than the real one. Like, I can actually say that. But why call it that way? Like, why does it have to? Why ain't you just, like, Because you miss it. it. It's different. As a vegan, you miss it after a while. You miss yeah, but steak. if you know what a chicken nugget is, that's not going to fake you. Right? Yeah. You know, and don't fake me with a, not like I like Big Macs, but don't put a fake Big Mac in front of me and call it a Big Mac. I mm-hmm. wouldn't eat a Big Mac whether I was vegan or not. Yeah. I, well, there's like one time a year where you have that weird craving. And you're like, oh, this, I think this is a phenomenal idea. And then two minutes after you're done eating, you're like, this is the worst idea. <laughs> it's kind of like Taco Bell at three in the morning. Yeah. yeah. All right, Noel, so you're vegan. What, what traditions do you have for Thanksgiving? Um, you know, so most of my family now is um, still back in Chicago where I was born and raised. And so, um, and I've, I, one year, I used to always go back for all the holidays. One year I had, do you guys remember that movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yeah. 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 So one year, trying to get home for the holidays, I had a Planes, Trains, and Automobiles <laughs> experience. And got stuck in the middle of nowhere, oh. I, all by myself with all this luggage. I mean, it was just ridiculous. So from that year on, I was like, no more. I'm not traveling during the holidays. I'll go back and visit, you know, when the weather is beautiful in Chicago, like summertime, yes. springtime. Um, Do so they now, come to you now? No, y- no. You know, and I don't understand that. They're, this is my the best place to be. Right? I know. They're nuts. I yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people who... You know, during the holidays, they're like, it doesn't feel like the holidays unless there's like snow mm. and cold I'm weather. Good. And yeah, I'm that's so a, good. I'm so good. I'm like, no, bring on the palm trees. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so now I actually just go over to a, um, a friend's house and um, they kind of, it's kind of the same thing, you know, where um, everyone's welcome and, and everybody brings a dish and, um, and we play games and oh, that's you know. my favorite. Yeah. So what time should we be over? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah, they have a beautiful backyard. We just kinda hang out and you know, it's it's a good time. So that's that's now become my new Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah. I so. look forward to the games. That's like the tradition really? at my house. Really? Yeah. yeah. My parents love games and we just 
poker, dominoes, just about anything. And that's, that just brings out all sorts so, of fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's so much fun. So yeah. much fun. Yeah. But wait, is it your mom or your dad that cheats? Which one is it? Uh, mom. Mom's okay. known for the cheating. Yeah. But she's good with it. Yeah, so <laughs> no guilt. There's she, no guilt. She admits it. <laughs> she's like, if you catch me, it. I guess. But yeah, you'll never know, really. <laughs> Does it start fights, though? Um, she's, she's good with it. Okay. She, like, seriously. Dad's like, come on now, really? But she just laughs and just goes back into the kitchen. <laughs> she's like, I won. I won. Well, was there ever, like, fights over the wishbone? Yeah, there, there used to be the kids. Over, yeah, the kids will. Yeah, and then it's like sometimes it's slippery, so then it's like, how do you grab it? And oh, that's fun. You got to let it dry. <laughs> no one's patient enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So there's fights over the wishbone for you? No. Oh no. There's fights over the tamales. <laughs> the tamales. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and Jeanette, any traditions from your house? Oh my goodness, uh, I grew up with four different families going multiple different places, sometimes two or three in a day. And so now it's really nice. We just get together with some friends and a few family members, and that's it. And we just eat and drink and have fun from like noon until 9 or 10 o'clock at night (laughs) all day long. So I don't have to go to all these different places and have a lot of family stuff, but it's family in another way. It's pretty awesome. Where's home? Here. I'm actually from Arizona. Oh, you're the other one. Yeah. <laughs> My whole life been here. Well, and that's what's funny about people like your son, Noah. Like, people don't think it's wintertime or it's holiday season until they see a leaf change color or something mm-hmm. else. But everyone here in Phoenix is like... You know, like, what I, my, fun, like my, funny, my funny meme is, like, when it's winter solstice and it's, like, or they, they post, like, the first day of you know, winter and all this stuff and everyone in Phoenix is like, yeah, it's another Thursday. Right. Pretty much. It's, the sun right. is out. We're good. Yeah. Right. No other special deal. If you want snow, go to Flagstaff. Like, exactly. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. You can drive two, two and a half hours any direction and you'll get a completely different climate. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. And then you can leave. You don't have to live in the snow. Exactly. You don't exactly. shovel sunshine. Exactly. Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. So you have an event coming up, too. Is that part of a tradition, or is that something that um, first time awaken your sacred power, Sedona Retreat? Oh, I'm so excited. I love Sedona. It's one of my favorite places on the whole planet, just because it's so gorgeous. Every time I go there, it's like, oh, my goodness, God painted. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Um, I'm doing a spiritual retreat there at the beginning of December, December 7th through the 11th. And it is my debut retreat. So it's hopefully going to be a tradition. I'd like to do it every year. So we'll see how it goes this, this time. And I'm super excited about it. We have a really intimate setting with just 16 people and a retreat house that's like 10,000 square feet and 20 acres of land to hike around and be under the stars and in the red rocks and just have these beautiful, amazing experiences. Wow, that sounds awesome. And the stargazing up there is amazing. Yes. It is so clear, so beautiful out there. Um, I just went up there about two weeks ago for a photo shoot for another friend, and we took some pictures up there. And um, one of the fun things was taking a 90-pound harp and hiking it around and moving it around oh, different yeah. places. Wow. So yeah. it was kind of a fun thing. But yeah, one of the first times I ever saw the Milky Way was when I was up in Sedona. And it was new moon, so there was no moon, just stars everywhere. And I looked up, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I'd never seen that before. It's you know? a, well, there, like, 
down south, if you go down towards the Chiricahua Mountains, so that's mm. one of the places in the U.S. that's highly regarded as like the best stargazing. Yeah. And you could, you could just walk out, go for a hike or something like that. And it's, it's almost the opposite. Like it's so bright at night in the city. It's almost so bright out there because now you get to see every star yeah. and it twinkles. And it's amazing how the difference is when you get to different layers and stuff like that. Yeah. I love that. I love those experiences. Well, how did the event come about? I do a lot of different uh, spiritual classes and events in the work that I do. And so I have a lot of people coming to me. Hey, Jeanette, we love your meditations. We love your energy work. We love all these classes you teach. But we want more. We want more in-depth stuff. So I was like, okay, let's do a retreat where we spend five days together and we just figure it all out. Is this for women and men? Both, yeah, men and women. Okay. And you say something about the inner child healing. Mm. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. We have these subconscious layers that hold us back from achieving our full potential, whatever that might be in our lives, whether it's in our relationships, our jobs, our health. We all have this one thing or ten things that we're working on. And I found that a lot of the blocks to receiving and being in your full potential comes from childhood issues or subconscious layers of things that we may not even remember were said to us or things we experienced when we were really young. And they imprint these energies in our subconscious mind of feeling not good enough or abandoned or unlovable on some level. And when we do the inner child healing work, we go into a meditative state we do these different journaling processes and energy balancing processes, kind of engaging both sides of the brain, digging through these different subconscious layers. And we, in a way, nurture that child that didn't get the love or acceptance that they needed at the time. And so we can create this really beautiful healing that happens deep, deep inside. And then that block clears and the energy can flow for someone to really step into their, their power. So after Thanksgiving's inner child dilemmas, <laughs> you can actually go to the retreat and heal. Oh, yeah. After you get triggered. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can come no get one gets cleared. triggered here, right? Of course not. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds so, amazing. Yeah. So, okay. So both of you actually work with a lot of healing. Like mm -hmm. there's some inner work. I know you work with men and women as well. So mm -hmm. there's that inner work that we've talked about before where it's like you can do everything you can on the outside but it's also that inside that mm -hmm. actually kind of comes full circle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what habits do you have with your clients and working with your um, individuals is there something that you actually you know promote meditation or is there time rested or any self-care I know we've talked about that before yeah for sure I mean you know it's all it is full circle and it comes you know everything with you know when you feel good on the inside, you feel good on the outside. When you feel good on the outside, you feel good on the inside. So it really is, um, um, you know, being being complete from the inside out. Um, it's not always just that superficial layer on the outside that I work with. Um, and so I certainly, you know, sometimes when I'm with patients, half the time I feel like, and they, they always say this too, is like, oh, I just had my therapy session. Even though I just got, <laughs> I just got a microneedling treatment, I feel like I also just had a therapy session because sometimes these things just start to flow out of them when I'm working um, with them on their skin. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. Um, and these insecurities start to kind of come out. Um, and so it, it just feels so great that I'm able to um, be a small part of um, them 
walking out feeling more confident, more comfortable in their own skin. Well, even taking the time to just sit. Oh, absolutely. Is like something we need permission for sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, you know, um, busy, busy working moms that really, you know, almost feel guilty when they come in. And it's like, well, it's okay to take the 45 minutes for yourself to do something good for yourself. Because when you fill your, you know, what do they say? When you fill your own cup, you have more to give, you know, um, when you're, when you're completely depleted and empty, you know, what do you have to, to give others? You know, that's when things start to kind of, um, um, get, uh, you'd burn out on both sides and you're not able to give for yourself. Well, and you create, and I do this as well, mm-hmm. creating a safe space mm. for people to go into that intimate mm-hmm. place where they can share mm-hmm. with non-judgment, mm-hmm. and you hold that space for mm-hmm. them. I mean, that is huge. huge. We don't have that in society. Mm-hmm. And if you look at people don't touch. Mm-hmm. So if you're giving someone a facial, right, right you're touching right. them. It's right. a very safe, sacred space. Mm-hmm. And what a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. It's a, it really is an intimate um thing that I'm doing and I realize <clears throat> I I certainly am very conscious of that because I also I'll, I also have to be very aware of my own energy being not only their energy is being you know kind of put on me mm-hmm. but in between each patient that I treat I actually have to take I give myself about 15 minutes I try to give myself about 15 minutes in between each patient because I almost have to do somewhat I guess of a cleanse of that energy so that I'm prepared and ready for the next patient. I don't know if it's... What do you do in those no, 15 minutes? No, that comes minutes? off right. Because no, like and with, I get that. Like with networking or doing something like that, that's your body language, right? And right. how you react to people. Right. And that helps and overflows just even in regular relationships right. and talking. You know, mm-hmm. are you facing the person? And what are your mannerisms when you do different mm-hmm. things like that? I mean, it's funny, though. When I asked you about it off the show, you said, just get rid of the donut. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of the donut. I know. Oh, not the well, donut. That's, sometimes that's easier said than done, right? Especially with Thanksgiving coming up and the holidays and, yeah. Well, it was, I, it's the mental space, too. Like, I would is. think it's also, like, just making sure that that client's been taken care of mm. and then you can open up space for the next one. Absolutely. It's being present. It's, I think it's, it's that absolutely re- being present. And even if it's just me taking a moment of taking deep breaths. Yeah. I mean, that it could be that easy. I mean, there's some energies that come in and they're... You know, way up here. And sometimes I have to, I really just have to go outside and take a walk around the building just to kind of calm my own energy down from feeling that energy so that I can prepare myself for the next so that I don't carry that into the next patient. Yeah. And I, I'm very conscious of that. The more, the, the more experience that I've had, probably in the earlier years, I wasn't so um, aware. Mm-hmm. They don't really teach you that when you're going, you know, through school. Um, so it was, it's definitely been a process for me, um, and, and realizing that and just being aware half the time of just being aware of that and making sure, even if I'm just having a bad day, I don't want to have, I don't want to put that energy on them. They're coming to me for the, you know, for healing and feeling good. And the last thing I want to do is, you know, portray maybe some, um, you know, frustration that I might have. Even yesterday I had a frustration. I was, I had to call customer service for something on a, you know, with an account that I have. And it was the most frustrating. We've all been there, right? Customer service, the most frustrating phone call. And I was calling in between patients. So when I got off of that 
frustration, fr that frustrating phone call, I literally had to just take a step back and take, you know, take a minute, <laughs> take, take, take a long minute and take deep breaths before I went and out and, and grabbed my next patient because otherwise I knew that energy was going to, you know, um, stem over into their treatment. And that's not fair to them. Well, you, you must know? be similar to me then because I'm that same way. Like when I hang out with the chihuahua of the person, right? right. I need... I was like, you have a chihuahua like, now? Wait. Yeah. I thought you had other dogs. Yeah. I didn't no. know <laughs> But like that personality as a person. So one of my wine study buddies is like that. He's a phenomenal guy, super nice, super sweet, very caring, but he is the chihuahua. <laughs> and so after studying with him for a little while, I'm like, all right, you got to go away. Like, <laughs> I love you. You're a great guy, right. but go away because right. Right. it either makes you, it either feeds you and you become hyper and yes, you stop, yes. you start becoming a person that you're not, right? Because right. you're trying right. to catch up to that right. other person's energy exactly. level. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's so true. And that's why it's, it's really, if, as long as I'm conscious of that, and then I can bring myself, you know, back down into a um, more neutral space. I think that conscious piece is not always available. Like I was driving the other day and I realized I was holding on to the steering wheel so tight. Mm. And I'm like, what's happening? Like it literally, and I'm like wondering why my neck hurts at times. And right. I'm like, what's, and now it's like a conscious effort of like, loosen it up. Right, right. And I, and I was doing it without even thinking. Right. So, Jeanette, what do we do about that? It's so interesting. I'm just sitting here like, oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about energy. All of our problems. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I cannot tell you. I probably teach at least twice a month classes specifically on emp empathy and mm. just learning how to be in your own energy and being around other people and getting overwhelmed or feeling their energies and what, that is, what that's like and then how to deal with it, basically. Because we're moving into a place where more and more people who are just a little bit sensitive are becoming way more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And those yes. of us that were born ultra, ultra sensitive like me, it's to the, to the 10th degree now to where you were mentioning tr being in traffic. I can't even drive next to somebody that's on the phone having an argument. Like I can feel their energy 10 miles out. Like wow. I can feel it like it's knives coming at me or I get a weird pressure headache or different things. So I have to learn ways of, like you said, grounding, centering, breathing, all of those things. But also the key to this is allowing all the energies that you're feeling and then rising above it if it's something that you're not in resonance with. Like being very conscious of who you are and not allowing someone else's energy to dictate or direct where your energy is going to be spent. That's, that's the biggest mm. challenge that I find people are having now because Oh my gosh, I'm feeling people. This is a good thing, but I can't function. <laughs> right. Okay, so rise above. And that's part of meditation, energy work, breathing, eating a certain way, exercising, being around people that match you instead of feeling like you have to go places to be somewhere because you feel obligated to it, right? We have choices every day that we can make and we are in charge of our energy. Well, like in the business world, there's a quote, and it, mm -hmm. it, it equally equates to like personal life, but it's you're the sum of your five friends. Exactly. Right? Mm. And so you really don't see the hyper chihuahua hanging out with the basset hounds all the time. It's pretty much like... <laughs> I that's love like, that we're doing metaphors <laughs> with <Ross>. <laughs> <laughs> And like you don't have a person who's like Elle Woods 
who is hanging out with a bunch of other people, right? Like right. They, they, they can tolerate themselves for a little while and they may appreciate each other for that. They may love each other for that. Like you always have that friend who's the opposite, but you have your fill of that person within, you know, 15 minutes, an hour, two days, whatever mm-hmm. the time frame is, but then you're kind of done with that. Mm-hmm. So Jeanette, like, you can't solve me or help me in an hour's worth of time on the show. But what, <laughs> but what tips can I have? Because I am not the emotional person. And when I get around a person who's highly emotional, I become grumpy. Yeah. Mm. I warn you all the time. I know. <laughs> I warn you all the time. I'm feeling emotional today. But, but, with, but with you, well, for one, you warn me. Right? Well, and I give you that. Yeah. So right off the bat, like that's huge. Because at and least I know it takes the guard off. I'm like, okay, now there's I need to no like, resistance a little. too with you. Like there's an amazing energy from the show too. It's almost like this, hey, I'm going to drop the ball today. And I know it ahead of time. So I let you know about it. And then you're like, cool, I get the ball. And there's that that allowance that you have yes. mentioned before instead of the resistance that I think a lot of times we deal with mm-hmm. where it's almost like I don't want to be this way versus just be that way and be honest about it and just go with it and then create something from that. Yeah, just allow yourself to be who you are. So if you're around somebody that's more emotional, communication is a huge part of that, just communicating and allowing each person to be where they're at. We get into these issues of feeling drained energetically when we're in resistance, right? I tell my clients that love flows the path of least resistance, right? And everything goes back to love at some level. So if you're around somebody that you care about, but they're driving you crazy, (laughs) breathe, go into your own center. Kind of imagine you have like a ball of light inside your own heart and sit there for a moment and breathe. Count to 10, count to 60, right? Whatever number you need to just be in your center. And you can even find three or four things around the room that are in the present moment that you can kind of engage your mind and distract yourself from any triggers or energies that are coming up because you're simply in an energy space where you have to be able to hold your own energy. And sometimes that's hard, especially if there's a lot of emotional stuff coming at you, right? Okay. Well, this I want to learn about. What I need a break, though. So. <laughs> no, let's do that. Let's do that right now during the break right. <laughs> while we appreciate our sponsors. Let's do that. Let's take a deep breath and look for four things. We'll be right back. Are you looking to discover your greatest gifts and your truest purpose in life? Take a walk on the fearless side with the adventures of Julie Jones. Step into your life with passion and power. Call and schedule a 30-minute call today and create the adventure you've been looking for. Adventures of Julie Jones is a life worth living. 480-570-7382. That's 480-570-7382. Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless, no downtime, and you can see the results in as little as two weeks. 
Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Ever get lost in conversation or tuned out during a boring presentation or meeting? Who hasn't? Frame the Message, Inc. is here to rid the world of tired and disengaged audiences and bring joy back into learning. In today's world, visuals are the hook that draws in learners, so why not use them to amplify your message? Engage and empower your audience to take action through the inspiring art of visuals. Frame the Message, Inc. provides live graphic recording services to help you ink your think. To find out how you can spruce up your next presentation, visit FrameTheMessageInc.com. That's FrameTheMessageInc.com. Looking for your next event photographer? Everardo Kimi Photography is here to help. Everardo is the official photographer of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, an event that hosts over 1 million people, so you can trust him with your event. You deserve a photographer that is professional, experienced, and skilled. You deserve Everardo Kimi Photography. Contact Everardo at everardokimi.com or 480-382-7226 to make your next event picture perfect. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset. The place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi. Welcome back. All right, so I have a question for you, Everardo. I see the camera today, which is one of the things I appreciate about you because I love creative people. So do you take the camera to Thanksgiving? Some years I don't. This year I will because this is going to be really exciting for my parents. We're going to have all the grandkids together. So this year I will. Normally I don't. So you're the official photographer for the Thanksgiving dinner. Well, I am as now. As well as the... And it's open. funny because I never used to be a photographer like that growing up. Like all my other friends who are photographers are like, oh, I always had a camera in my hand and I was always, you know, I was always touching the film. Like I wasn't like that. I picked up photography by accident. And I, like my family, any family I should say, is, the, is sometimes your worst client. Mm-hmm. because they know the things that you're capable of. They know the things you can do, and then they just become demanding. Oh, well, they just want well, to mess with you. You're just going to Photoshop <laughs> me, right? I want you to Photoshop me and lose 20 pounds. I want you to Photoshop me and give me more hair. I, I want, want you to be Photoshop blonde me. this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I forgot to wear the red shirt. Make my shirt red. <laughs> no, like, show up that way. Like, sometimes the family is the worst client. So purposely, I won't bring the camera. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got really – this was my own fault, and then I got, I got my ass chewed out for this one. I didn't take the camera to a baptism one time, oh. mm. um, and I should have. There was real, no religion to it. I just, for, you know, forgot. Like I just left the house and I didn't have it because I don't always take a camera with me. Um, and then that one I should have, but it was amazing. Like I got to show people how to take a good iPhone photo. Like okay, <laughs> here's how to take good photos with a phone, and it worked. I, I think I kind of saved it, or at least I pawned it off as saving it. <laughs> I love the tradition of the photographs throughout the years, like seeing the kids grow, especially the grandkids yeah. and the kids. Um, like I remember when my kids, uh, we, we take a traditional photo, and we just see them grow, 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 and I was in, always in the middle. And this year it's going to be silly to watch us because it's going to be just really fun. It's the same spot every year. Oh, that's and, um But the memories that go along with those Thanksgiving, it's like, oh, Zach didn't have a a tooth yet. You know, like there's things that go along with it, which I think also goes back into that self-care. 
because there's moments that you are feeling stressed out if you can go back to that memory and just kind of hone that feeling like everything seems calm again well that's the purpose of photographs right is to take you back to a place in time it's not necessarily i mean there's artistic photographs for certain like advertising purposes or things like that but really the purpose of a photograph is to take you back to a moment in time on the joy that it brings like it's such a high vibration My, my dad actually took out a photo of when he was 19 standing next to the chevy back in new york that he took back to cuba and sold it like it had this great story but just to see him it was almost like seeing a child talking about this love for vehicles and life and i was just like that is so cool and they do that with alzheimer's and dementia patients um, Mm -hmm. as well because at some point in time their memory if you're looking at their timeline of their memory it's just lost right so after you know december 2nd 1972 they don't have a memory of that it's like your friends who re- remembered like all the music and soundtracks to every song, but all of a sudden like they forgot the '90s. Like they just kind of stopped. Like after you know Backstreet Boys came out, they're done. Right? I wonder if it was like heartbreak <laughs> that caused it. And so they do that with they do <laughs> like that with I'm photographs. Never gonna listen to that song again. Well, they do that with photographs too, is because that photograph will remind that person of that memory. And at least, you know, it's sad for the people that are outside of it because they're not living now. But at least it gives that person some joy to remember that memory then and I love that you said using photographs as self-care because for me I I have a degree in photography and I ran my own photography business for a long time before I do did what I'm doing now and for me I got engaged with a camera because I was going through a really powerful grief process when my grandma passed away when I was 16 and I got a camera and I just started taking pictures of everything and anything I could find And it was my way of reconnecting with life. Like I was able to take pictures of flowers blooming or the light on the buildings or people. I love taking portraits. The way that people's faces, their eyes crinkle up when they're laughing or their hair is blowing in the wind. Um, All these moments of life that I was seeing as a photographer through that lens instead of just letting it pass me by. And it really helped me heal and stay connected to life when I was going through this grief process. And photography did that. So, and so cool. We were talking about that uh, right before you got into the, the station. Mm. And um, we're out in the lobby talking about that, how most of the women that come into the studio, they want to lose anywhere from 1 to 5 to 10 to 20 pounds, right? Or that's why they're holding off on getting their photos because they want that one mm. moment. And with family portraits, you had to kind of, kind of remind mom was, you know what? It doesn't matter, right? Because when little Jane and little Jack or, you know, whatever the story is later on, when they're fighting over the picture album, look, they don't care. They're not looking at it going, oh, mom had an extra 10 pounds on there. She should have put the turkey leg down. No, they're Mm -hmm. thinking like, I remember that Thanksgiving. Remember, this was the Thanksgiving that, you know, we burned the tree or this was the Thanksgiving that the dog ate the turkey. Like, they don't remember things like that. And I... I guess as a photographer, it's almost like a personal offense. Like, when you walk in that way already feeling bad about yourself then don't make me the hero and try and take mm. this amazing photo of you when you walked in with a bad attitude. Exactly. Right? You have to love yourself first. Yeah. How can somebody else give you what you can't hold inside yourself? Right? That, wow, yeah. <laughs> and that's what's neat, too, is like when you look at those photographs, too, and like you said, too, it, it does take you to that spot of like being calm. Like yeah. That's why it is kind of neat for people to actually physically hold a print now. Yeah. Right. So people don't do that anymore. They take thousands of thousands of photos. It's on their phone. Then they flush their phone and then they've lost years worth of memories. There's a YouTube video about a little girl who's, I think, three or four and um, accidentally deleted or something happened to the iPad. 
and there was only one picture of grandpa on there and the girl was mortified she was mm. bawling up a storm she's like i deleted grandpa thinking like i don't like he's gone and he would he already passed away but that was the only picture she had left and mom was like oh crap i hope i have a backup of that somewhere and she did luckily yeah. but then that kind of prompted her like okay we are going back to printing stuff yeah and that way and that little girl for a while there was a follow-up story to it where she would walk around with that photo for the longest time i mean think about like when we all used to carry like real wallets, right? Mm-hmm. We would all walk around with photos of our family and, and stuff in there, and you could carry that person with you yeah. with different things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a neat experience. And then when you get to like actually slow down and look at flowers, and not only do you like look at the flowers, but you stop long enough to actually smell the flowers. Exactly. Right? It was like the days of scrapbooking. Yeah. Do you remember those? <laughs> right. Like you would just like yeah. play with the photo, you cut it, you put a message to it, and then you had this beautiful album that you almost passed down to another generation, just like. That's your family. And those are the stories behind it. And it's just beautiful to watch. Like, I love the family albums with my mom pregnant, you know, with me in there. And I'm like, no way. Like, I remember growing up like, that was me. And it's just a beautiful feeling. You're creating something. So it's that energy of who you are naturally inside you, that creation light coming out into the world. So powerful. Well, it just reminds you to be so grateful and thankful now that we're coming up on Thanksgiving and you're... Mm. Um, you're, you're looking back on certain memories and, you know, or even just taking a moment to smell the, you know, smell the roses and just being present and thankful and grateful for what you have. Oh, so we were talking about that on the break real quick. So let's come back to that because we were talking about like how to be in the moment or how to recognize what moment you're in and when to participate and when not to participate. So I brought up the example of saying, you know, I'm not a very emotional person and I get teased for that sometimes. It doesn't mean I don't care. It just, I'm just, I don't wear my emotions on my sleeve. Right. It doesn't mean I don't have them. I, I'm not made of concrete. <laughs> You're um, the rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the tin man. I have a heart. <laughs> I just don't, either I don't like to show it. I didn't, I wasn't taught to show it. I don't yeah. know how. But you were, you were bringing up a good example of like, okay, when someone's in a moment or what was the analogy used, like a hurricane or? Yeah, when there's all that chaotic emotional energy, sometimes it feels like a hurricane mm-hmm. swirling around you and you're immediately triggered into fight or flight, right? What do I do with this energy that's all around me? And if you can, instead of being triggered into fight or flight, stay conscious of the moment. Okay, I'm here right now. I'm safe. I'm stable. And allow that storm to kind of just swirl in its own power, it deflates really quickly rather than jumping in and joining with it or trying to fix it or trying to direct it. Have you ever seen people trying to direct the path of a hurricane? Yep. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can just direct your own energy, it keeps you in that space so that that other energy can just dissipate. So, so in other words, you're not feeding, right. feeding that energy even more yeah. so that, yeah, that makes complete sense. But yeah. so you take that to like what Noah, when you just mentioned like for Thanksgiving, right? So mm-hmm. there's flowers on the table, right? Everyone's, it's chaotic. Everyone's running around <laughs> trying to mix their drink or get a soda or do whatever and yell at each other. But there's flowers on the table. Mm-hmm. So you can actually have that moment to, to stop and smell the roses or stop and smell the flowers and enjoy it. Like, okay, fine. Things are a little creative in here, but I've got my whole family here. Yeah. Right. They're all here. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, Mary's not here because she's, you know, just took a job in D.C. or something like that. But she's, my niece Mary is actually coming back for Thanksgiving. And so when you have those moments, it's just remembering and reminding people like, okay, fine. This isn't the best date night or dinner night that I've ever had before. 
but I've got it. You know, like mm. some people don't get to do this right now. Mm -hmm. Some people really don't have this and they striving and trying so hard to have it yet. They don't get to. So just chill out. Like, and know. I even take it a step further, especially when I'm seeing those chaotic moments that normally would stress me out. Right. My, my child's having a temper tantrum on the floor because they didn't get the chocolate milk they wanted fast enough or whatever it is. And I will consciously take a step back from the entire situation and I will view it almost from like a bird's eye view, like omnipresence kind of perspective. And I will look at his energy, his life force of throwing this fit, for example. And I will say in my mind, oh my gosh, look at the power of his life. Look how much life is flowing through him. And I express gratitude for that moment of him expressing his feelings. Okay, then you definitely have to teach me that because when I see a three-year-old on the ground, Ed's raising his hand now too. When I see a three-year-old or four-year-old doing that, that's not what I have in my head. Well, you said something interesting earlier. Training. You said you have choice. You have choice. So if you always. always remember, you have a choice to go into that dilemma or just watch it mm -hmm. and enjoy the moment for what it is. It's yeah. going back to that moment <laughs> and just let it be. Like I would watch my kids have a tantrum yeah, and just let them like, have oh. it. This is like, interesting. Go at it. Do you want anything when you're done? All right. I say that all the time. Let me know when you're done. Yeah. Uh, and if it's, if it's in a situation where we're in public or they're going to hurt someone or they're going to put a hole in a wall or something like that, I will very gently, calmly, as much as I can, <laughs> take them by the hand, take them into their room. Or we have what's called a peace corner at our house instead of a timeout. It's a peace corner. And they are supposed to sit there and find their peace. And they're allowed to yell, rant, scream, hit the cushions. I don't care. But I know in that spot, they're safe. And I'm safe because I'm going to step out and I'm not going to scream at them or spank them or whatever might be that trigger coming up from my childhood, right? But you have to be really conscious of it. And you have to catch it in that moment when it first begins. Because the moment you enter that spiral, forget it. And All bets are off. It doesn't stop at three. No. That's the beauty of it. We just gave you a crafty. Okay. Well, I love how our producer Ed falls off the chair when Alisa mentions just enjoy the moment. I'll enjoy the moment. It's a cute little butterfly. Just just enjoy it. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying you can go around and pretend that everything is sunshine and rainbows. Because it's not. That's not realistic. But you don't have to pretend, you have to know it's just a moment. You have a choice. And it's just yeah. a moment. My son right. at this at 20 still has them. And I'm like, all right, you deal with that. Let me know when you're done. Exactly. How can I help you when you're done yelling? Yeah. I don't want to be yelled at. So let me know when you're ready to talk calmly. And I walk away. Yep. There's a, a good friend of my sister's that was, <laughs> this happened like when she was older and had one of her first children or something like that. And they're in the grocery store and the kid threw mm -hmm. this tantrum. And, you know, she tried to discipline the kid first calmly. Yeah. And then after I was like, okay, I have a screaming tantrum kid in the grocery store. Like, I need to handle this. And now it's starting to kind of piss me off. Mm -hmm. And then the kid screams out like, no, mom, don't beat me like you do uh -huh. at home. Uh-huh. Oh, yep. No. They're so, so good. So everyone asks, like, oh, my gosh, like, what'd you do? She's like, I composed myself as best I could. I collected the kid. I left the grocery yep. cart there. We walked out of the store. And they're like, well, then what happened? I took the kid home and beat him. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to threaten me with it, then prepare to have it. <laughs> That's not really what happened, but it was kind of a fun story. <laughs> but I've done that. I've had to walk out of grocery stores, out of restaurants, because I'm not going to allow that energy to hurt or affect other people. That's not, that's not cool. I'm not one of those parents that's like, oh, I'm going to let my child go crazy, and you're all just going to deal with it. Right. You know, 
that would drive me insane. Well, there was a restaurant that got famous <laughs> in the Midwest for one time that actually posted saying no children under 10 allowed. Uh-huh. And so there's this huge backlash <laughs> of it. And then when they re- gave their story of it, they're like, look, we're not saying that you can't have it. And they even promoted to the calendar at the time they already had a kid's night. Mm. So it wasn't like they went backwards on their word. Mm. No, they had a, a kid's night at the restaurant where, you know, they would have, they would change the win- white linen tablecloths to paper yeah. and color so that the kids could have fun that night. And they're like, but here's the thing. At the other nights, we want people to like enjoy the atmosphere, yeah. enjoy the peace and have some fun with that. Yeah. So. Go for it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to think of Elisa saying, just enjoy the little butterfly. Just enjoy the moment. Yeah. I have three boys, ah. uh, all under the age of 12. So peace is a rare commodity in our house. So I've learned I have to choose it. I have to create it in every moment. And then I go to work. (laughs) I'm going to go meditate, boys. See you later. (laughs) Pull the pin on the grenade and then walk away. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I like being an uncle, because I can do that. I can load the kid up. You can walk away. Yeah. You can always walk away. Exactly. Even with your own kids. Yeah. 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 Just come back. I don't know. Yeah. That's frowned upon, depending on where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Just feed him full of sugar and then let him go home. Right. Yeah. That's what no. I am. I'm the fun auntie. <laughs> That's like the grandparents. Right. Mm-hmm. It's me every time. Mm-hmm. Well, I so one, fighting it. one of my nephews has cavities and it's because of grandpa. It's because oh, of grandpa. Oh, no. yeah. because, it's all grandpa's Because fault. mom and dad don't do it, but grandpa makes sure that, you know, the little kid has some candy before he goes to sleep every night. Oh, oh man. So yeah. is grandpa paying for that dentist bill? Yeah. <laughs> nice. But he was totally worthy. The kid comes out of <laughs> So here's the ironic thing of it. The kid comes out of the dentist and they pick him up and poor little, you know, four year old is on laughing gas and recovering and stuff like that. So what do they have waiting for him? A sucker. Aww. <laughs> is it sugar free at least? I don't at that know. point. <laughs> do they make those sugar free? Yeah. What's the point? Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly right. <laughs> Like low calorie donuts or something. Like why? Like, or vegan? You mean less flavor? <laughs> vegan donuts. I wasn't gonna They're say it, but I was thinking. Beautiful, by the way. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Oh goodness! I'm gonna share that. There's a vegan. Like they make it look like a bouquet. Vegan donut bouquet. They're beautiful. Well, so speaking about family photos and how you said like there was the photo that we take over and over. So one of my oldest nephews, when he became vegan. Um, it was funny because like the next year's photo, he could see like, oh, he's got long hair. He stopped shaving. He's a little more hippie. Like, okay, yeah, that's when he became vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everybody would like crowd around them eating meat. <laughs> we did that too. Uh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> In the photo. Just yeah. for, uh, it's off the chair again. Yeah. <laughs> We are a very loving family, but we we will hound you for something if you do something like that. Well, it's no fun if you're not triggering someone in the family. (laughs) Like it's it's just kind of fun to just rattle them up just a bit until dad's like, okay, enough. Well, and it's cute because my mom is the one that's sitting in the kitchen like, don't do that. That's mean. That's nice. As she's reaching for that little jar of bacon fat that sits on the stove. You know, stop teasing him that it's okay if he wants to do that. And she's just like spooning like. Bacon and lard into the, you know, Mom, whatever she's making. Mom, supposed to be vegan. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's vegetables. <laughs> I did that for a what? friend once. I invited them over for dinner. And I would, uh, I would always ask, like, what are you allergic to? Because I'm not going to kill you. And so when you don't speak up about something, then I'm just going to cook whatever. And so I had a friend come over. I made pasta from scratch. I made spaghetti sauce from scratch. I've been working on this thing for two days. And everyone takes a big bite of it. Like, Man, this is delicious. This is awesome. And the girl's like... 
you have to tell me this recipe. It's like, is this a family secret? I'm like, no, I just, you know, I never make it the same way. I just, mm. you know, whatever's in season or what's good. She's, okay, well, well, tell me the recipe. I'm like, okay, well, first I start with bacon and I slice it up and I, <laughs> she's like, wait, 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 you start with bacon? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm vegan. Oh. Well, not today, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Time to start all over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Okay, so in Sedona, <laughs> tell us, give us a little preview. Give us a little hint here. What? What's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> Even I don't know that fully. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, last week we had a psychic on, so maybe he can kind of help us out with that. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Part of the, the spiritual retreat, there is an intuitive element, and we connect to all kinds of different energies in a meditative state, but also group discussions. Um, we're going to do workshops on claiming your sacred power. So that can be all kinds of things, not just inner child healing, but also from a spiritual aspect, karmic clearing, things that we're carrying over from all kinds of situations uh, from a soul level. And I connect with energies that are very loving and healing, but bring in information, um, codes, activations for us to step into a more soul evolutionary state. I'm not quite sure how to describe it completely, but some of the clients that I work with, they say that I'm their legal drug dealer <laughs> because I can take them into a bliss state uh, through meditation, through energy work, through sound healing. We do all kinds of different exercises. I mean, there's just so much to it, tapping into really who you are. And I guess the overreaching part of it is we're going to discuss the nature of the universe and the nature of the soul and what is our part in everything because everything is connected. So why are we here? What are we doing? And what are we going to do about the things that we don't like? And how are we going to stand in our power to create a space of, of heaven on earth? You know, because we all want peace and love and compassion and to be seen and respected by each other. But we have to learn how to do that within ourselves first. So there's, there's an element of clearing, healing, and connection. Do you find where people have a hard time opening up or finding that channel? Does it take them a while? Or? It depends on the person. When we do meditation or some of the energy techniques that I do, it really stops the mental chatter, the monkey mind. That's why I call it the monkey mind. So you bring in animals again. <laughs> Especially with the sound healing techniques. I use gongs, singing bowls. I do chanting and mantras. And it engages the mind in such a way that the person's essence, their spirit, can kind of rise up and connect to their heart. And then that energy starts to flow. So even if somebody, for example, I had a gal that came to meditation last week. We have meditation group every Thursday night. And she came last week, and we just did our basic meditation, which is not basic, but it's a guided meditation that takes you through multiple dimensional frequencies and you go really high vibrational, and in the end, we go to bliss. We go to a source energy. And when she came out of it, she came over to me, and she was crying, and she said, I've never, not never, I haven't been able to cry in three years. I don't know what you did or how you did it, but I'm crying now. And she was going through some kind of healing process. I didn't, I didn't ask her about it. But just being in the meditation and allowing herself to feel safe in that energy she was able to have an emotional release and a healing experience. Where do people find out about those Thursdays? I have a website, JeanetteStGermain.com, and I have an event calendar on there. So all of my events, classes, meditations are all on there. I also have a meetup group that's Empowering Spiritual Connections Southeast Valley. 
And my center is Radiant Soul Center in Tempe. And that's my location. Okay, good. I'm going to take a link of that, post it on the Facebook group, awesome. and then we can share it out that way too. Thank you. So. This might be a good connection actually with <laughs> Noel as well. I know you work with a lot of women that are yeah. not only physically but mentally aware of what's happening with the world. So I thought yeah, just the, the great connection. Absolutely. In fact, um, and each month we try and do a um, at LifeScape premiere. Um, we, we try and bring in new experiences for our patients and connect them with people that they might um, um, feel um, drawn to. And so actually this is, this is a great connection and maybe mm -hmm. we can um, try and pair up in the future and do an event at Lifescape even. Oh, I would oh, love and that. Especially this time of year, I know you probably have uh, more clients coming in for that nice little black holiday dress. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's been so, so busy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, so everyone's trying to gear up for, their, for the holiday party and, and um, whether it be body contouring or even just um, getting that healthy-looking glow um, for their skin. And you have um, a special going on right now, too. There is. There's a, is, is it Black Friday or the Black Dress Friday? Oh, a little black, <laughs> the little black dress Friday special. <laughs> a little black, right. a little bit of both. Um, so right now, um, all Skin Medica products, skincare products, which are um, medical grade, are twenty percent off. And you can go to um, LifescapePremier.BrilliantConnections.com for for that special. So it's twenty percent off, which is rare. So that's our Black Friday special for the next. Um, going on for the next 10 days ends on the 30th mm -hmm. yep. yep um and so and there'll be more um um december specials coming out very soon um so there's a lot of exciting exciting stuff going on can you give us that link again once more it is uh lifescapepremier.brilliantconnections.com i am so gonna check that out and i did notice that dr wilder um has a new book Yes, she has a new book out. I love it's the cover. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. So she's, and, and the, the cool thing about it is um, the proceeds from the book go to local charities. Yeah. Um, is that on Amazon now? Or? It is on Amazon now, I believe. It's called Mouths of Babes. Yes. So it's everything I learned in medicine I learned from my kids. Exactly. Aww. You know, all those funny, funny things that kids those, the darndest things kids say. <laughs> the honest things um, the kids honest say. The honest things kids say. Mm -hmm. um, and what she actually learned from her own children and, yeah. and um, that, that helped her in medicine. So it's a, lot of, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun book. It's a great stocking stuffer yeah. gift. And like I said, the, the proceeds go to um, local charities here in the Valley. Yeah. So and Dr. Cool. Wilder got me at an event when she said, you can have a glass of, of wine and be healthy. Like, we're in. <laughs> I'm in. So, yeah, she's a delight. Love having her on the show. Yes. Um, wish her my best. Oh, too. I definitely yeah, will. Yeah, much love to she's her. amazing. All right, well, on that note, we're all going to take our wine and our prospective meat or non-meat accompaniments. <laughs> Tofurky. <laughs> Games and wine. Thank you, ladies, for being so much on the show today. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you Thank too. You. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy yeah, appreciate you. Appreciate you, Paco. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, one thing I saw before we go is um, if you take on a challenge this Thanksgiving and go around the table and say something that you appreciate about someone else. So I appreciate the creativeness that always shows up on the show. Love it. Yes. 
So happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. See you guys next week.